Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, uh, welcome back to Winchester Radio, um, our podcast. Uh, Hell latest is finally over, and we had a brand new episode last night. Seventeenth uh, episode of the sixth season of Supernatural. Um, our call-in number tonight uh, is uh, area code three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. We are live for the first hour. Uh, uh, if we go beyond one hour, uh, we are still recorded, so you can download the complete podcast from iTunes, uh, various other places. You can always go to winchesterbros.com and click on the Winchester Radio uh, icon. You can find us uh, links and information on Twitter and Facebook. Um, uh, Becky's always out there uh, putting our links up even after uh, tonight, so you can always find us. Tell your friends we did move to Media Boulevard that's Media BLVD, um, part of blogtalkradio.com. You can find us there too. Um, we we already have a caller, which makes me excited. H- hello, caller. I think though, if you don't mind waiting just a little bit, we're kind of going to get started here before we say hello. So you don't mind hanging on, or if you want to hang up and call back, I will definitely uh, get you on in just a little bit. It's up to you. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Um, is that okay with you, Zach? We'll just start a little bit here. Um, I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> and I have to say, last night, okay, uh, last night's episode, uh, through a comedy of errors, I I missed the first five minutes, so I don't know what the teaser was. I mean, I kind of know from seeing things online, but I can't really talk about it because I didn't see it. I, oh my, my first God. scene of my first scene of Supernatural was Sam and Dean staring at at Bobby and Bobby really cranky and the credits rolling. So so you start back. <laughs> teaser. Oh my gosh! You know it was you know the guy. You know first he you know he's drinking a beer, puts it down, and it's mysteriously not in the place where he put it. And then he's sharpening, like, a lawnmower blade, I think. And when he does Uh that, when he finds his beer is missing, he um, reaches over and knocks over a jar of nails. From that, he, um, from from the jar of nails, then he um, starts trying to sweep it up, and he knocks over, I think, a basket of golf balls. And then he trips on the golf balls, almost his um, almost goes right into a pair of shears. His head almost goes right into like a pair of gardening shears and rakes and things. And then he um, is able to pull himself back from that. Stumbles on the golf balls again, falls down. Then one of the golf balls bounces into a mouse trap. Off of the mousetrap into this um, broom that he has holding up the garage door. 
which causes the broom to fall, and the garage door comes right down like a guillotine and cuts his head off. And it oh, my most, God. It is the most graphic, because you see everything. <laughs> it is definitely the most graphic, you know, teaser that I've seen them have in a long oh. time. Even more, I would say, even more than My Bloody Valentine. Ew. Yeah. You see wow. everything. When the garage door falls down, you see it all. Oh my God. Well, goodness gracious. Well, maybe I'm not that sorry. I missed the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a like a, a um, the Rube Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. It reminded that. me of. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me Definitely. of that too. They're so great on that show, you know. Um, all their little details and research, and I think they kind of do it to amuse themselves, you know, also. And uh, but it's it's cuz most of the time unfortunately, you know, we don't we don't see everything, you know, because the scenes are cut and they go back and forth in camera and lots of times the actors are in the scenes so you're focusing on them, but but supernatural their 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 crew is so amazing that every little detail, even if it's not focused on in an episode, they finish. They finish everything and I think that's that's really cool. Like somebody went to all that time and trouble to put that Rube Goldberg device go to the garage together and you know if they had to keep doing it they had to set it all up again you know in pieces yeah, so yeah. that was really great uh, there was a, a little a little awesome detail um in the episode last night um sam and dean were staying at the white star hotel and white uh-huh. star was the name of the fleet for the real titanic which i thought was great and then the ship itself sank almost to the day the episode aired in 1912 and the cool. name, the name of the um, uh, tourist. Uh, I can't think. I'm drawing. I'm blank. I'm gone. I've gone stupid here. Um, the lady who ran the um, tourist shop. Uh, oh the, yeah. Uh, the copier machine. Was name was E. J. Smith, and that was uh-huh. the name of the captain of the Titanic. Oh, another cool thing. And did you know? Speaking of details in the background, did you notice like her travel posters? Like she was talking about. Uh, giving somebody like a trip to Cuba, which, you know, you you can't really do that, or they just kind of opened it up a little bit, you know, for many, 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 many years, you know, travel to right. Cuba was banned or almost impossible to do. And did you see the other poster about how Detroit was named the top city in America? I and, saw and, them, yeah. Yeah, and I, I hate to pick on Detroit, but you know they have their tough times. You know that's a, that's a tough city, and uh, I mean there's a lot of great things about it for sure. But um, they have their tough times, and it probably would not be voted the top city in America. And I'm I'm sorry, please don't send me Detroit hate mail. I don't I don't feel that way. But that was something else that we noticed in the in the background. I have so to that. say that the first time I noticed something was going something kinky was going on in the supernatural universe in the episode was when Sam was surprised when Dean threw scissors when they were playing, you know, rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Because everybody knows Dean always with the scissors, you know. Yep. I was like, like, why is he surprised? You know, so I thought that was pretty cool that they did that. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, Jensen and Jared did such a great job with this episode because they have to be Sam and Dean, but they can't be the Sam and Dean they're quite used to. I mean, they're not that different, but they were a little bit different. Like and the mustangs. Was... 
I mean, that was huge, you know, having the Mustang instead of the Impala. And the Impala, apparently, Impalas never even existed. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they were like, what's an Impala? And then and then to have Balthazar say, oh, it's not important. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, Balthazar, shame on you. And and we have to tell the story behind them driving a Mustang because there's a there's a whole backstory for that too. That was the car that Eric Kripke originally wanted Sam and Dean to drive, a classic Mustang. Until that fateful conversation with his neighbor about cars, when he said, you know, because he was a car guy, and and uh, Eric tells him about he said I'm doing this TV show and I want to drive this classic Mustang. Do you think you know these uh, these tough hunting guys you know would drive that that car? Is that a good choice? And he's like, well, yeah, if they're pussies. And so that was the end of the Mustang first and indeed, which as they say, the rest is history because the the man the neighbor suggested it ought to be a '67 Impala because you could put a body in that trunk. And you know the boys have never done that, have they? Not Even though they no, don't fit. And he didn't. Anyway, but didn't he? Didn't the neighbor also say it's the kind of car that uh, if it pulled up beside you at the red light, you'd get scared? Yes. <laughs> That's I right. Love that. Yeah, and it's but funny yeah, because seeing Sam, Sam and Dean in that Mustang. I mean, first of all, there's no way they could have lived in that Mustang like they did the Impala. It's too small. Sam and Dean mm-hmm. barely fit in it. They didn't have much room in the front seat. You know they couldn't have fit all their clothes and weapons and books and everything in that car. So, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> but it was yeah, neat. It was, the... see, it was neat to see the original license plate back though. Oh yeah, that was a really cool part, and that was an interesting color scheme for the Mustang too. It was black with orange stripes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Dean would make that choice. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it could have been bright red or something. You know, that would have been yeah. a bad idea. But, uh, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, I used to own a Mustang. I think they're really cool cars. They're wonderful cars. But I can't imagine um, them driving anything but the Impala. You know, she is the she is the third character on that show. Mm-hmm. And I love Bobby, love Cass. You know, there's so many, been so many great characters come and gone, and uh, she's still my Third favorite, absolutely, behind the boys. And they used boys a lot in the episode last night. Did you notice? Yeah, I noticed that too, yeah. Yeah, right and left. <laughs> Ellen and all that, that kind of thing. And, I, I, again, uh, Jared and Jensen were also very funny. I mean, Jared always says, oh, I'm not good at comedy. I don't know where he gets that idea because he's hilarious. <laughs> And the he physical is. comedy, the physical comedy was wonderful. Like when they find out Fate's after them and they take that walk through the city with Blondie's song, um, One Way or Another, which is a great song choice. And they're all those disasters and they're both just freaking out at every little thing. I thought, oh, you know, big, tough, demon-hunting guys and they're like jumping when a skateboarder goes by. <laughs> and, and just their body language was great and I just, I laughed so hard when the the German shepherds, the man was walking the German shepherds down the steps, and Sam and Dean were walking up, and the dogs go by, and the dogs, like, shove right into, almost into Dean, and Dean's practically, like, in Sam's lap, trying to get out of the way. <laughs> too too and funny. I, I like and when, they're, when they're going through the um, street performers, 
throwing the hatchets and everything, and then they they're throwing the fire. And when it's when Sam's going through, he just like closes his eyes and just runs. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and he's such a you know Jared's a tall guy, you know, big and and big guy, but he can just kind of I don't know, kind of make himself look like smaller or frightened or yeah. something. He does he does a good job. <laughs> You know, with being very unintimidating, <laughs> like he was supposed to be in that in that spot. But yeah, you know, it was something I I told myself to remember to mention. I kind of wondered why did why did Sam and Dean run through the juggling fire? Why didn't they just go around? Around it, yeah. But I guess because they were trying to actually tempt faith. You know, I guess that's why they did it. Oh, okay. Darn, this they knew, I guess, hmm. they knew Pass was going to stop time and save them or whatever. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, and the the all the deaths and possible ways reminded me of Mystery Spot, and I I wondered at first like why they wouldn't kind of mention that time or Sam wouldn't, but of course that may or may not have happened in that universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good but, point. Yeah, so we don't know. And uh, did you like Fate? I think it's Katie, Katie yeah. Bal- Balden. Balden? I yeah, Katie Balder. And where uh-huh. I, where I, the only thing I've ever actually seen her in before, but she was on Gilmore Girls. Um, she, you know, she was uh, when Rory went to college. She was one of Rory's roommates. She was the roommate that was always constantly. Her and her boyfriend were constantly exercising and doing sports all the time. And that's, yeah, so I wonder if she and Jared, you know, talked about Gilmore Girls any or anything. But (laughs) They had to. (laughs) But, yeah, I liked her. I liked that they had her, you know, kind of bookish and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. And that was a very funny conversation, which, you know, she looks like a librarian, and Dean says, you're kind of librarian or my kind of librarian. Sam says, well, she had clothes on, if that makes sense. <laughs> which, of course, means she's Sam's kind of librarian, not Dean. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, I thought, I this, you know what, this is a really great app for uh, brotherliness, too. You know, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, it was like the rock, paper, scissors, and, and all the comments back and forth and and just just really like little things like at the end when both the 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 changed back Sam and Dean and Sam's kind of looking weird at Dean because they're talking about they both had the same dream about Titanic and Dean says what you know I have something on my face you know and it's just little little details like Dean that called a, Dean called Sam a nerd when he knew about the three fates and you know Atropos and her sisters and I like when Dean called him a nerd <laughs> yeah, and the look on his face is like, oh, <laughs> you know, like don't don't call me that. <laughs> oh, oh, and I think my favorite one was right after the bus, the guy got hit by the bus, <laughs> and <laughs> and Dean's laughing because the bus had his sign with the guy on it, and what too soon? And Sam says, yeah, I think six seconds is too soon. <laughs> Yes, and it's true, but it was so Dean to to notice that and and laugh about it. It's so completely Dean. It's like um, um, uh, Justin Bellow when he says, uh, you know, I you know I didn't you know I I uh, I shot the sheriff, but he didn't shoot the deputy. (laughs) It's the same exact thing. 
Yeah, you know, he 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 just had to say it. He knew it wasn't right, but he just had to say it. <laughs> yeah, he, he he just has to. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had some Baltazar is a is a, a lot of fun. You know, I you know he's such a he's so bad. You know, he's so naughty. He's absolutely a rogue angel. You know, you never know what he's going to do or say. And and even though we find out eventually that. There's there's quite a purpose to him, what he going back into time and changing uh, things about the Titanic, and he's possibly acting under Cass's orders to do this mm-hmm. and uh, and all that. But I think it's completely Balthazar's uh, personality to do just to just change the Titanic because he didn't like the movie. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. that's totally him, <laughs> which made the episode more believable, like you couldn't uh, guess right away what was going on maybe with Cass. You didn't realize there was another layer to it. You just, of course, it was Balthazar deciding that he didn't like the, the movie and uh, all that all that stuff and, and the song. And I I had to crack up that Celine Dion was actually, you know, a, a, a poor lounge singer in Quebec, you know, <laughs> instead of like, you know, the billionaire uh, singer that, that she is. Um, she and her family actually had a house in, like, near, near, not exactly near me, but it's like the next town over, which is, she's building this giant house with a, a giant water park <laughs> of her own. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, she's not exactly my, my kind of music, but to each oh, their I'm own. Watching, I'm watching the tourist scene with the um, tourist agent, and there's also a sign in there to visit North Korea. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's definitely different. Um, yeah, there's an interview out with Sarah Gamble, and she was uh, talking about this episode, and she was saying they had to decide, like, what things would change and what things would stay the same. So apparently they changed things about Detroit, North Korea, and Cuba. <laughs> so... One thing I was I was disappointed about I, I it was probably logistics or who knows what of filming but I was sad that Dean only got to talk to Ellen on the phone they never actually had scenes together he and Sam yeah. and Ellen it would have been so great and that much more you know poignant and sad at the end when they realized that Ellen and Joe were, were dead after all and. Uh, I love, but I loved her and Body together. I thought it was wonderful. At least she got to talk to him on the phone. But I would have loved, loved a scene with them all in the same room. I absolutely fell in love with the idea of Ellen and Bobby being a couple. They were just wonderful together, and every, they were felt so realistic and just so right. And mm-hmm. it, I just, I was like find some way to keep her, you know, and <laughs> they were just so good together, and it just broke my mm-hmm. heart when, because I loved Ellen before, but, you know, seeing mm-hmm. her with Bobby's wife just made it even better, and you're right, the, you know, with Dean talking to her on the phone and everything, you could just feel how, you know, how even closer they were, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder in this, you know, in this alternate timeline, how long Bobby and Ellen had been married, you know, mm-hmm. was it in the last few years? Did it happen not long after, you know, her husband had died? Um, you know, 
did he basically did she even raise have the roadhouse? Yeah, yeah. Did did he raise Joe? You know, I, w- I would love to know those things. Would have been interesting to have Bobby and Ellen running the roadhouse instead of yeah. building her salvage at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, and I I uh, I enjoyed you know crotchety cranky Bobby you know throwing Sam and Dean out of his house. You're like get out of my house now, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> you know and that was that was pretty fun. And then um, the picture of Sam and Ellen, and at the very end when it's just a picture, I'm not Sam and Ellen, sorry, Bobby and Ellen. And at the end, it's, it's just a picture of Bobby. So there was I thought it, and I loved it, and it was very sad, but I also kind of wondered why Bobby had a picture of himself yes. on his end I, table in the living room. <laughs> I said the same thing when I, when I was watching it last night with my husband. I was like, okay, I know why they're doing that. You know, it's to show that Bobby's all by himself now. But there's no way Bobby would have a picture of himself sitting on a table in his living room. <laughs> the only thing I could think of is, like, you know, uh, when when um, uh, Sam and Dean stay there, you know, one of them sleeps on the couch and on the floor, and maybe it's, maybe Bobby did it to like, you know, well, don't forget me, you know. So here, Dean, you sleep on the couch. You're going to have me over your shoulder or something. I don't know. I'm watching you. Sam and Dean. <laughs> What's that? I'm watching you, kind of thing. Bobby's letting yeah. him know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I get it. But even if the picture had been like. Somewhere else or something. I I don't know, but I, I like he said I get why they did it, but it was kind of funny. It's like well, you got a picture of yourself, okay? <laughs> and he looked by himself. <laughs> like oh, Bobby. <laughs> uh, it would have been actually what would have made sense is to have Sam and Dean in the picture. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the picture where uh, well, they burned it, but they could have had another one where it's. Uh, they uh, they took with uh, um, ah abandon all hope. Uh, Joe, oh, yeah, Ellen, yeah, yeah. Sam, Dean, and Bobby and Cass. Yeah. Um. That, you know they could have done that with a little bit, but I it's not that big a deal. And I understand the same picture for consistency or between the two, but it was a, a little bit strange. And how lovely was the gesture when uh, Sam and Dean at the end decide not to tell Bobby at all about what happened. Yeah. And then Dean, Dean goes over and tucks him in, you know. That was and really Sam just, sweet. And then and Sam watching and, and you know, worried about Bobby and probably also thinking a little bit about the times when he was young and Dean probably used to do that for him and their dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was, that was a really nice, nice moment there. Um. Talk about and, Pastor Shoei. Shoei, let our poor caller on who's been sitting oh, here patiently yeah. for 20 minutes now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so on. sorry. Yeah. And I, well, I shouldn't. I don't know if they want, to, want me to out where they're from. <laughs> I had a joke about it, but I won't. Um, anyway, uh, hello, caller. I uh, hope you're still there but because I'm about to let you on the air. Here we go. Hello. Hi, caller. You still there? You must be gone. Well, looks like they're still there. Um, I'll leave it open in case they set their phone down or something for a few minutes. So, um, well, oh, that's something that we were talking about fate. 
Um, she reminded me a lot of Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde with the glasses. Um, Sometimes yeah. um, Elle would wear them. <laughs> she reminded right. of, mm-hmm, just reminded me of that. I thought she was really uh, good. And I like that she had her book and her threads and would cross everybody out. I, 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 do you think she was, she was just amusing herself by making all these crazy ways for those people to die? Because if she wanted them dead, there's a lot easier ways to do it that are quicker. You know, if you're fake. Right. I've um, I've got the episode um, paused on the scene where um, Sam is looking through the Marconi pages, which I'm guessing is the alternate universe's version of Wiki, you know, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. <laughs> on, where it's talking about the night with the iceberg and the Titanic, it says, on the evening of April 14, 1912, the Titanic had a dangerously close call with an iceberg, only the sharp eyes of the first mate, Mr. I.P. Freely, saved this disaster. Despite the late hour and poor visibility conditions, Mr. Freely spotted the iceberg, which was almost 100 feet high and 400 feet long. Emergency maneuvers averted what would surely have been a disastrous collision. Sorry, caller. I guess you wandered off or maybe misdialed or something, but going to hang up. If you want to talk, call back. Okay. They're on. Sorry about that. Um, but I thought the issue, uh, that was whole, I wonder why Balthazar picked that name, first of all, and why he allowed himself to be in the picture, you know. Yeah, well, they, you know, they knew the way to find out who it was somehow. But it's, but it's kind of like him, you know. He's kind of got an ego, and he thought it would be amusing probably and who would look for it and who would ever know. And that's an extremely silly, silly name. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, I, it's that kind of juvenile humor, which, again, it sounds like Balthazar to me. Um, so, but, yeah. And, and fate is still alive, and boy, Cass was quick to say, kill her. And Sam and he just kind of look at him, <laughs> like, you know, can we yeah. even do that? And that was pretty quick. I thought it was interesting also that Faith said that she'd been to heaven and no one would talk to her. Well, according to heaven, there is no fate, right? Um, you know, because we're all about yeah. free will. Yeah. Supposedly. Destiny. Destiny, but I don't know about fate. I don't think that's... I don't know. But, yeah, she said she'd been to heaven, and, and, she, and God gave her the job. Given all three of her, uh, she and her sisters, this job. And as far as we know, God never did go back to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Chuck? <laughs> well, you know, we... We haven't heard Castiel mention that he's back, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. Castiel looked very tired and worried to me. Probably just Misha yeah. being really tired at the end of the season, but 
Um, he shouldn't be. He's barely been in the show. <laughs> I know, but he has, but he also has a fairly new baby, so that's probably added in there. <laughs> not, not sleeping, but yeah, I think uh, I think he's going to make up for it for the rest of the season. I think we're going to see a lot of him, and especially as we get down to the last couple episodes, um, I think we're going to see a whole lot of him. And. Yeah, I think he's going to figure in pretty big because we find out that it's it's him that uh, sent Altazar back to do this so he could get the soul. And I I notice our caller is back on, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let them on. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, caller, I'm about to let you on. Hello, are you there? No, I don't know what's going on. Pocket dialing us, butt dialing us, drunk dialing us. I don't know. Um, but if you call back, I'm gonna hang up again. If you call back again, say something. <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, yeah, we find out that it's uh, Cassis and Baltazar back because he wants the souls, 50,000 souls. And, of course, you have to think right away to what Death said to Dean. It's about souls, and they're more powerful, more special than anybody could have imagined. So there's, it sounds to me like there's some kind of currency or energy source. It even goes back to the episode, I think it was The Third Man, where with mm-hmm. the little boy, uh, where Balthazar had um, sold the little boy Moses' staff for his soul. Because, yeah. Yeah, because in that episode, you know, they mentioned how much souls were, you know, were worth, you know, more than you can imagine and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing for some, you know, however this war is going on in heaven that, you know, it's, Castiel and Balthazar need these souls for you know to help fight the war. Yeah, and which you know there's there's all sorts of issues with that because those are people's souls that they're using. Right. You know, that's not something to to take for granted or take lightly. And are they are they being destroyed? Are they just being used? Are they restored to the people? Where were the souls that they were taking? Did they start, say, in purgatory and and take souls from now? And now they're getting desperate because they've used them all up, or or they're not working out, or they need different souls or better souls. And and what about Sam's soul? Does his soul figure in this somewhere? Yeah, that's what what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking, I don't know, I don't know where this came from, maybe from the convention in Italy last weekend, I don't know. But there's a rumor going around that Mm -hmm. um, Crowley did not bring Sam back from hell. That it was Um, Cass. Yeah, so I'm thinking... Yeah, that that Cass brought him back without his soul, and there was it's because there he, Cass needed Sam's soul for some reason. Mhm. 
And but why Cass would leave it in the cage, I don't know. Uh, it had to be because death, I was going to say maybe he didn't, but death got Sam's soul back from the yes. cage unless Cass took it out and then put it back just in time for death to find it in there. And you know, Dean only knows that Sam's soul was being tortured and slayed because Cass told him it was. Right. I, I just started to think about that. And and it was Cass who told him that Sam would be a catatonic mess, you know, and all this. Mm-hmm. With this all, it's all Cass that said all that. Right. And what if uh, what if he just told him that so he wouldn't he wouldn't mess with it so so Cass could be using Sam's soul for as long as he needed it. And you know that's quite possibly the one thing Dean will never forgive him for. Yeah, ever. yeah. That's uh, and 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 you know Cass is looking at Sam and Dean. You know, like like he was trying to explain to them tonight. You know, not tonight. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> in the episode, he was he was telling them, um, you know, you you two taught me. You know, let me point out it was you two taught that taught me that freedom is worth fighting for and you can make your own fate, your own destiny. And he's like trying to forewarn them or tell them, you know, I'm like this because of you. Yeah, um, in fact, the the quote is in... Hmm. Um, That's a funny sound and it couldn't have been our caller because on the line. Huh. Becky? Yeah, you, can you hear me? Yeah, we had some like extra voice on the line or something. And our our caller is back, by the way, but I hadn't let them on, so I don't know what that extra voice give was. Them, give, them, give them one more chance, and if there's no talking, don't take them back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three, yeah, three strikes. Excuse the baseball yeah. metaphor. Three strikes. <laughs> Okay, caller, I'm going to try one more time. Uh, if you can hear me, please talk and say hello. We'd like to hear what you have to say. Okay, can you hear me? Hello? Yes. yes. Hello. Yes. We can hear can you. you. Yay. Can you, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. We can hear you now. <laughs> okay, I am so, I've got a new smartphone, and it's so much smarter than me, it's embarrassing. <laughs> so I calling you apologize. You? Yeah, it's it's talking, it's doing its own thing, it's like demonically possessed, I have no clue what's going on. (laughs) Okay, you guys have just put a thought in my head that's crazy bizarre, because, you know, with Death telling Dean, you know, Death's not through with Dean, telling Dean about the souls, how important souls are, keep digging, and there's, you know, blogging and posting everywhere about Cass actually being the one pulling Sam out, but Sam having no soul, and that doesn't make sense because we know that, you know, Cass adores Dean, would never do anything to hurt Dean. You know, he's not, he's kind of iffy about Sam. I mean, he cares, you know, but he loves Dean. So, mm-hmm. but to think, think how powerful, uh, you know, Lucifer's meat suit would be, the, you know, the soul. And mm-hmm. I, am just really, I am really having a thought about that. I'm going to have to really think long and hard because I think, that is going to be a storyline. 
Yeah, I, I there's definitely a whole lot more going on there with, uh, and and not just Sam, but Samuel. Yes, right, because Samuel came back too. Exactly, right. Right, and and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of power in that family on both yeah. sides. There, there Samuel is, you know, just, yeah, but just think about Sam being, you know, Lucifer's chosen, and. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 power. You know, we just found out how powerful souls are. I mean, we hear we've had we've heard tidbits up to this point, and so mm-hmm. boy, you guys are really lay the thought on me. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna really start <laughs> kind of researching the whole soul thing and see what I can find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah, because well, if they're being used as some kind of currency and their power and casting more and more souls, Sam is is the soul, one of the souls to have, I would think. And he did have him for a while until um, Dean, you know, Dean didn't let it rest and wanted him back, you know, together. And Cass did as much as he could to, I think, stop it and delay it until he finally couldn't anymore. And I had, uh, frankly, uh, heaven help him when Dean finds out. Oh yeah, you well will. you know what we we keep hearing about the cliffhanger. I mean, we keep hearing how devastating the end is going to be. You know, this mm-hmm. this year, I'm just thinking this. Oh, this may be gut wrenching, and and for Cass to say that, and this was actually referenced three times last night in the episode about, um, you know, well we didn't kill the fifty thousand. You know, they were just never born. It was mentioned three times, totally referenced, and I'm thinking, so what? You know what? Is the importance of that, or what's up with that? And we'll find out, obviously. But um, yeah, the and whole soul connection. Mm-hmm. And I kept the whole time. Every time they would say that, I kept thinking about back in um, the last episode where they went back in time to save John and Mary, and Sam and Dean told Mary, you know, hey, we'd rather not ever have been born. Mm-hmm. You know, right? We're okay with that. You know, trust us, Sam. You know, we've never been born. Trust us. You know, uh, Sam and I are okay with that. So yeah, there's a, there's a there's a lot going on there, and I I I think one of the things that will happen at the end of the season, just like they've basically been promising us for the second half of the season, as as usual, the wall is going to fall down between Sam uh, and Sam's brain from or wherever, the wall between um, the soul and the memories of all the torture and his time spent in in hell, because he was there. So that that is certainly part of it. There's probably more to it than that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, just to just to add to all the problems, <laughs> of course, because you know the harder it is for the Winchesters, the better. Yeah. Uh, as far as the writers go, I think uh, definitely the wall's going to come down. Um, and I just have to tell you, it's crazy how the writers just have so much continuity. You know, as fans, I hear, you know, people nitpick, I mean, t- the tiniest things in the universe, and yet uh, the continuity of these shows is just crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It It is, and... Um, you know, sometimes it's it's you know seren, serendipity and it isn't quite planned, but but a lot of stuff is 
that sometimes feels though they oh they didn't plan it, they just came up looks like it's the Ruby storyline where they always planned Ruby would be bad. They always knew that. Their people always knew that. Even when she was everybody was sort of thinking, well, not everybody, but you know, a lot of people thinking, Well, maybe she is good, maybe demons can change, you know, blah blah blah. No, they always, always knew she was bad and what was going on. So I thought that was that was really cool. And they are like that. I think they are that good. Um, we have, honestly, Supernatural just has the best crew and cast, mm-hmm. of course, that I've, mm-hmm. you know, that I've ever heard of. They're just the best. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They work hard and they deserve, like, every award. I mean, and they're finally coming into their own. You know, we got lots of other things to mention tonight that have been just some fantastic things happening with awards and uh, guests and everything else coming up uh, talking talking about that crew. We have another caller. Um, hey, thank you guys. What's Thanks that? for calling. You had some great comments. Thank you. Thank you so much. And call back again and, and let us know what you've been thinking about. <laughs> I will and I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, other caller? Um, thank you, and I'm going to let you on the air. Hello? Hi. 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 <laughs> I wasn't sure if this, if, if, this was me or, if this was me or not. Sorry about for the delay. Um, I actually kind of want to backtrack a little bit to what you guys were saying about um, about Castiel and Sam Soul. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, as, as much as I would love for, for Castiel to be that dastardly because I'm not a big fan of the character, I don't think that's the case because didn't um, didn't it seem that they actually wanted these souls on Earth to be able to be used? Uh-huh. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they didn't have, you know, their own, you know, they had their own designs on them, though. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't think that Sam's... Sam's soul would be much use to Castiel in hell. You, you see what I'm saying? I don't think that he would have left. I don't think the soul in hell or in the cage would be as much use to him as Sam's soul here on Earth. Well, I don't. I well, the souls have to be going somewhere and doing something because because Cass is you. He wanted those fifty thousand souls. If Sam's soul wasn't in Sam, I don't think it was in hell either. I think Cass is using it somewhere else. So I, I don't think um, I don't think he would have left it in hell if he had whatever this thing is going on with the souls, and Sam Sam would certainly certainly be um, a powerful soul to have the use of, even though Cass you know would know that his that uh, his days were numbered using that soul because Dean would never let it go. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think it was in hell either. I think and that's just a guess, though. I I have I have no clue for sure, but that's <laughs> just a guess. But on the other hand, wouldn't Death have known that? I mean, since he's the one who retrieved it. Uh, I, I don't think that's something. Put it back I don't in. think that's something you can accept from them. Well, I mean, Death would just uh, know. Again, my theory. Well, he wanted to get it from right because he's the one that retrieved it from wherever it was, so he would know where he had to go to get it. My theory is it was in hell, that his his soul was still in the cage, and Cass was just leaving it there until he needed it. I don't know if that's an interesting idea, but 
I I don't think that they'll I don't think that they'll let Castiel go that dark. Unfortunately, I think it will be an interesting dynamic and would go back to um, the guys being against heaven. But I think unfortunately that Cass is too popular of a character for them to destroy that way. I you know I I I think they would absolutely uh, take him there because it would show it would show how far Cass has gone and how much of an influence that Sam and Dean have had on him because you, you've seen, we've seen Sam and Dean do just about anything to take care of each other and, and, and make their own destiny and make their own fight and rebel against even Michael and Lucifer and not do their best to not let them win. And I think if, if Sam, uh, Cass's plan was for what he thought the greater good, he would he would do what he thought needed to be done, and I think he is capable of that. I think they this is supernatural, you know. They they um, you know they they I I'm positive they don't sit in the in the writers' room and think, well, if we do that, you know, boy, a lot of people like Cass. I think they're gonna they serve the story first and the show, and as much as they love us and the fans. They they are going to do um, what they're going to do for their story. It's like it's like the Joss Whedon school of running a TV show. Same thing. Um, do you, do you think he Joss Whedon would have killed Tara? I know, <laughs> but he did oh, because he thought it, was, it had a purpose and it would serve his story. And, you know, if he would only if if he if he thought like that and said, oh, we can't we can't do that, we can't let that character go that dark. Um, no, so I I think there, it may not be may not be. Because I don't know, but I think I think they would if they felt it was best for their story. But that, I, that again, that's my two cents. Maybe they wouldn't. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see. Um, I don't think that it's Sam and Dean's influence. I don't think it's right to say that that Sam and Dean's influence are what are causing him to turn bad, though, because just everything that they've done for each other and that they've done, I, they haven't really done anything evil. And I think that leaving someone to be tortured for you know, mm-hmm. a, a long time. That's that's pretty evil, especially someone that you have admitted that you consider a friend. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't think it's fair to say that that would be their influence. Now, I'm not saying that maybe Cass doesn't believe that it's their influence, mm-hmm. but he hasn't always been the nicest guy. And I don't think that. Um, I think he was going down that path before he ever met them. I mean, he's the one who let Sam out of the panic room. Something that he's oh, never yeah. admitted. He's definitely yeah. been on this road for longer than 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 just the, the close association that he's had with Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I have I love Misha Collins to death. I think he is one of the most awesome people I've ever seen. Castiel, not so crazy about. I've not ever really been a big Castiel fan. Mm-hmm. I hated the fact that he let Sam out of the panic room, and he's never mm-hmm. got any slack for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I agree with you that, yeah, he's been kind of shady. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a, fan, a fan with opinions after my own. That's exactly how I feel. I love Misha, but Castillo, yeah, not so much. I really yeah. think that he should have, they, they should know that this wasn't mm-hmm. all their fault. You know, it just killed me mm-hmm. that he was, that he had the, the nerve to blame them for all of this and never take responsibility for his own part in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, remember, you know, in, in their universe, you know, angels are dicks. Yeah. So you know, even even Cass has a little bit of that that streak in him, even though he's not quite as much as as the rest of them. And 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 yeah, he's uh, done done some shady things, but he's also done a lot of 
amazing things and uh just to just to save them, just to help them. Like you said, he gave up he gave up everything he, he knew as an angel basically to help them in this fight. So he's he's not only done some shady things, he's also done some amazing things for them. You know, it's a, it's actually sort of a very human thing to be just both just a mixture of good and bad and shady and, you know, uh, wonderful. So I, I like that. I, I like Castiel. I like him as, as a character. I, I adore Misha. He's just so so wonderful but um, and a good man. Um, but I, but I, I like Cass. So, you know, I, but I also I know that, that he's done those things too. So we'll, we'll see. I, I, I wonder if this season is Cass's swan song. You know, because he's been around a long time. He's been, and, you know, a super, supernatural, it's rare to last that long. Bobby seems to be the only one that's almost untouchable. So I don't want them stretching to find ways to work angels in because they don't want to have Misha Collins leave. I don't know. But, you know, I wanted to have a real story. But, but like we were saying, you know, we didn't see him too much at the beginning of this year. You know, we're starting well, to see They've kind more. of already done that, though. I mean, wasn't Misha supposed to be just in just like one or two episodes, and then the character was so popular that they decided to to work him back in? Yeah, but that was so long ago. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it was like what two, three years ago, and, yeah, and he could have lasted the season and been gone, but he wasn't. You know, he came back again, and then they found another reason to bring him back again. So it's quite a bit, and, and I and I don't mind, but it's but it's been a long. The fact that he, the fact that he is a series regular, you know, he's in the, he's in the, you know, in the credits with Jared and Jensen. He's a series regular, mm-hmm. but he's barely been seen this season. To mm-hmm. me, lends lends credence to the, you know, to the theory that they're going to pull him off or write him off or something. To me. Mhm. Yeah. Which I, I. Don't think I want to go near the internet today. Is that? Happens. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting paid for every episode, even though he's not in them. That's a lot of money, and for a CW show, doesn't have that big of a budget. They mm-hmm. save a lot of money by. Yeah, well, we have no clue what he gets gets paid, and and they wanted Jim Beaver to be a regular, but they couldn't, you know, work out, you know, all their right. details. Either, though I think Jim, it was more he didn't want to move his daughter rather than money one way or the other, but maybe it was. I don't know. That's like that's like real life stuff. And you know, we honestly, we're guessing, but we honestly don't have a clue. So, for all you know. we know, Castiel signed on for 50 more seasons. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what? You know, if Supernatural were to go on for another 50 seasons, I would gladly keep Castiel around if that's what it took. <laughs> Well, and you know they're going to change the name of the show from Supernatural to Heaven, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and Sam and Dean are going to be gone, and Cass is going to start driving the Impala, and <laughs> wings, put wings on her or something. I don't know, but in her way. Hello. Hi. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for the show. I really, this is my first time listening to you guys. I really enjoyed it so far. Oh, thank you so much. Keep listening. Feel free to call and and all that. Thank you. Um, um, Keep listening because we're going to announce some special guests coming up here in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Good night. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, 
our our other caller called back. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe her phone called back again without her. <laughs> so I'm just going to click it quick to to see if she's there. If it just you know we just got um butt dialed again. Hello, are you back? Hello. I think yep. our phone really likes us. Our phone really likes us. It's it's, it's the demon phone. Oh, it's the blood phone. <laughs> okay, I'm hanging up on the blood phone. Bye. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, we have about eight minutes left of our live hour. I just want to say again uh, quickly that we will keep going past the hour. Um, we are recorded, so the entire show will be downloadable through Blog Talk Radio, uh, Media Boulevard, um, and that's the abbreviation of Boulevard, B-L-V-D. Um, you can find us on iTunes. You can uh, always go to winchesterbros.com and click on the Winchester Radio icon. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we are everywhere. Uh, please listen. Um, it's a, We can call. We have a call-in number. Uh, tell your friends. Pass the word. We are going to have some fantastic guests uh, uh, coming up. And well, can I, can I good stuff. Can I say who they are? Can I announce, please? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, let's do it now while we're still live. Go, Becky. Um, this Friday, uh, this Friday night, you know, is the big Western episode, Frontierland. Well, uh, it airs nine o'clock on Eastern Time. Make sure you tune in to us. We're going to have a special episode Friday night at ten thirty Eastern Time, which is thirty minutes after it airs on the East Coast. We're going to have director Guy B with us for the second time, and he's going to talk all about the Western episode with us, so make sure you tune in. You will not want to miss that. should be excellent. Mm. Guy was excellent the last time. Yes, and then awesome. for, we're going to have, for the first week ever, I think, we're going to have new podcasts in one week because Saturday on the 23rd, we're going to have Ivan Hayden as a guest on our podcast. He's the visual effects supervisor for Supernatural, and he's also a writer and director for a new web series called Divine the Series. You can find it on Facebook, and it's a all, it's a web, it's a new web series. Episodes are going to air only on the internet, and it's made by the crew of Supernatural, so you don't want to miss it. And I've heard possibly even rumors, talks maybe of even some of the cast are in this show. Not sure. Maybe Ivan will tell us. But we're gonna. He's going to be on Saturday night to talk about the Divine series and about Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that usual time. Usual time. Seven thirty. Seven thirty Saturday for Ivan. Friday night. I I am so excited to have Guy B coming back and just just I was excited to just find out that our our friend Guy was going to be directing the Western episode, but to have him come back right after it airs to talk all about it, you know, when it's all fresh and everything and, and you know, be able to just discuss it with him. I, I can't wait. That's just gonna be great. I'm just thrilled. Um uh Questions? Are we going to be like asking for questions, suggestions for them, or are we just going to? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to um, go for it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, if you have any questions for Guy and Avon, just um, you know, tweet them to us. You know, we're at, on Twitter at our, our Twitter name is Winchester Bros. So just find us on Twitter if you're not already following us, and tweet us your questions for Guy or Ivan, and you can also post them to our Facebook. 
And you can also send them to us. We have a link on our webpage where you can send us messages there. So if you have any questions for Guy or Ivan, Facebook, Twitter, email them, we'll get them. Okay. That's wonderful. Um, oops. I was going to say, I was just about to say, if you had a caller, uh, not our not our smartphone, demon blood phone calling. It was a different <laughs> caller. Hello, if you can hear me. Uh Call back quick because we've only got four minutes left on our live show. Um, that would be great. I haven't yet. Okay, so so what else did we f- figure out in this episode? What else did we learn? Um, other fun stuff. Of course, um, the episode itself is called "My Heart Will Go On," which was the name of the Celine Dion. Uh, song. Um, there's a vague Titanic movie reference. I think we've mentioned it before. Uh, Jensen, many years ago, did a print ad with. Uh, they were selling replicas of the necklace, um, Heart of the Ocean, and uh, oh, how it's kind of sad that I actually know the name of the necklace. And um, uh, so Jensen was in that ad, so that's another fun uh, Titanic thing. Oh, um, our, our other caller, our new caller, called back, so I'm going to put them on the air so they get a chance to chat. Uh, hey, caller, I'm putting you on. Oh, hi. Um, hi, how are hi, you? Hi, name is Sue. Okay, so I just asked something that I saw on the Internet by Bob Singer, and he was talking about the seventh season. Uh-huh. And they were kicking ideas around, and he was talking, it was really interesting, he was talking about something like when the Cowboys became obsolete, and, you know, when they were no longer needed, and they were thinking what that would make for, you know, Sam and Dean, and they were uh-huh. thinking maybe there's no more monsters to kill, they have nothing to do. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I read it's a TV guide. I think. Not sure. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that that interview. That was a good one. I remember reading that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was, is a good that, one. That was interesting. It is you know? interesting. I yeah. It's a it's a little bit sad. I mean, I you know, Sam and Dean were very isolated characters for a long time and then we started meeting, you know, other hunters and I think part of it is where they hunt. It's mostly, you know, we see a lot of, you know, Midwest or, you know, like North America, sometimes the coast, but not very urban areas. So, you know, urban areas have to have monsters. Right. And I understand it's all like writing and logistics and filming and they're in Vancouver and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, um, yeah, it's like, it's like the cowboy of the old west, you know. Um, yeah. A uh, uh, technology of time caught up with them, you know, the train, the steam engine. Right. Um, it, it uh, you know, you didn't you didn't need to drive your cattle; you could just throw them on the train, and and uh, uh, guns got better. Uh, uh, cars came, you know, things that just right. um, uh, the cities got bigger and bigger. You know, they lost the land, so instead of Sam Dean, you know, like leaving, it's like it's. Um, suburbia and the urban and cities are finding them. It's like any. It's like it's like how you come home and find a, a bear in your kitchen if you're living like you know 
the new suburbs in Denver or yeah. whatever because uh, we've, we've taken over their environment. Yeah. In, in some other ways, it's like I think they're also extremely adaptable, and I think even though they won't like it or it could confound them, they might have a tough time changing. I think they they can because some things can only help them. I mean, they use computers. Why? It's like honestly the crazy the ghost facers, you know, they have all these yeah. techie toys and things to to help them. Well, why couldn't San and Dean adopt some of that stuff too? Or so, yeah, they yeah, could mm-hmm. get a life. <laughs> yeah, or they could get a life. I don't know if they're sort of thinking that as kind of the beginning of the end for Sam and Dean, like maybe. Maybe their job will become obsolete, but I I would imagine Sam and Dean would love their job to become obsolete. Yeah, like I said, they could he could go off with Lisa's. Sam could do whatever. I have no idea what he would do. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't see him going back to college. Yeah, um, and they would, that would mean the last year of the show, of course. Mhm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, who knows? Okay. It's all back. But First, we have you know, to know that the season seven. Yeah, that would be. I would love to know. I mean, we're used to the past couple of years. We've been spoiled by early renewals, and this year, no. But nobody, nobody on the CW knows that they're coming back. So, I, and I, they had such a, you know, they changed presidents. Don Ostroff is in the process of leaving, and the new president taking over. So there's a lot going on. I know everybody seems very positive. Um, but you just never know till it's actually announced, and that's going to be, I believe, the CW upfront for May 19th, and hopefully Supernatural 7 season. They all seem very enthusiastic about it. I think it's amazing to think that it was seven years of the show that we used to worry about, you know, are they coming back or not. I hope so. Yeah, me, me too. Oh. I, as long as they're on, I'm there. Yeah. Well, I just I, I listen to your uh, podcast every week. I really liked it. Oh, thank you. Thank so, you so yeah. much. I'm, I'm glad I, you found us when we moved. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I found you, but I did. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you know. well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll get off now. Thanks for calling. Okay. okay. Thanks for calling. And uh, we're off the off the live portion. We are being recorded, but uh, we won't be won't be able to accept any new calls. Um. Anyway, uh, but talking about the episode, where am I? Um. Huh. I. <laughs> I just you know looking at things and Wikipedia and all that, and it says the singer salvage art is called B and E Scrapyard, and you know B and E stands for breaking and entering. Also, <laughs> I don't know if that's actually a joke, but <laughs> Bobby and Ellen. Yeah, I know it's Bobby and Ellen, but it made me think of breaking and entering because you know that's what they do a lot when they're when they're researching. <laughs> um. One thing I wanted to mention while I'm thinking of it, real quick, doesn't have anything to do with mm-hmm. the episode, but there's a fan, there's a new fan project going on now called an award for Jared, where mm-hmm. um, 
when um when the T V Guide Awards came out, yay, we won again. Awesome. Supernatural yeah. won for um fan favorite sci fi series. Misha um Misha Collin won for favorite non human, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and Jensen won for favorite actor. And so when the video came out with everybody, you know, with which the video was awesome, getting to see the photo shoot and see them getting their awards and everything. But it kind of felt awkward here. Misha and Jensen, you know, got separate awards. Mm-hmm. Jared didn't get one. So a, a bunch of fans got together and decided they were they're going to have an award made and present to Jensen, to Jared, I'm sorry, at the Nashville convention in June. So um, mm-hmm. we're having, it's a really nice professional uh, crystal award, you know, kind of like the People's Choice Award, you know, they're made out of crystal and all that. And mm-hmm. They're having that made. It's called the Supernatural Fan Appreciation Award 2011, I think is what they named it. And you can mm-hmm. go to supernaturalcrossroads.com for more information on it. You can go there and pick on which design you would like, you know, because it's all fan, you know, it's from, it's from the fans, so they want fans, you know, input on everything. And so you mm-hmm. go there and choose which design you prefer, and um, you, you, you can vote there on that. The winning vote will be the one that's made. Um, and then you can also go to send an email to awardforjared at gmail.com. The link is at supernaturalcrossroads.com as well. And just you can go send an email to awardforjared at gmail.com. Make sure it's Twitter link, 140 characters, and telling why you think Jared deserves an award. And all of the messages will, are going to be put into a, a professional book and presented along with the award. Well, that's very cool. Very cool thing. I have been reading and hearing about that. Definitely have to go do it. <laughs> but um, oh, is there a deadline for for yeah, voting uh, um, and and sending your uh, thank you to Jared? Messages. I believe the deadline for that one is May twentieth, which is a very good. Okay. You know, remember that since that's the season finale date. And uh, I don't remember the uh, the uh, deadlines on the award. But you can get all that information at supernaturalcrossroads.com. Okay, very cool. And um, we'll do our best to keep mentioning it. So, <laughs> you know, on the we're podcast. Very ha- we're very happy support of helping with this award, supporting it, and doing our best to promote it. Mhm. You know, I, I I have to say, um, I th- it might have been the TV Guide Award, and I would go and vote. And and it was it was it's like too hard to decide and honestly it's so bad I voted for Jensen one time and Jared the next time. <laughs> you know it's so hard when they're going against each other. Yeah, and I just I hated they were up against each other. And then um, the, the oh uh, another award the Alpha Male E Online uh, did their Alpha Male Madness and uh, Jensen mm-hmm. won again and he definitely uh, deserves it. But this, like last year I voted for him this year I voted for Jared the whole time and he got pretty far. Didn't go all the way. So honestly, I I have to wonder out there because no offense to Darren Chris or his character on Glee, but if there was, but if you look up in the dictionary of the non-alpha male, Darren Chris's picture is there. No offense to him, but you know when I think alpha male, he's he's not someone I think of as an alpha male, and there are a couple others like that too. It's, as much as I love Matt Bomer and White Collar, he's not an alpha male either. But I mean, I, so I forget. And was it Darren who went up against uh, Alex O'Loughlin, alpha male he, on Hawaii? He was, I know. 
he was up against he he beat um, Alex O'Loughlin. He beat Nathan Fillion. Well, I mean, I love total shot. I love, yeah, I love Darren Chris. He's becoming one of my favorite characters on Glee. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's awesome. He can sing great. Love him. But he is not. There's no way he would beat. He should beat Nathan Fillion for Alpha mm-hmm. May. No. <laughs> no way. No. Yeah, and and I, it's like you know if uh, you know I, I, I would always have ask, heard. If you ask Darren Chris, I think he would you know he would kind of laugh about it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I really Alpha May. Okay, I mean he's great, but <laughs> but uh, but uh, thank thank goodness Jensen, an uh, honest to God uh, Alpha Male won. <laughs> if Jared couldn't, I'm glad Jensen did. <laughs> so again, another award that we can say congratulations uh, for. But uh, yeah, that was that was a wild one. Like really, <laughs> really okay. Um, uh, any other big news, big things we need to mention? There are some like fun kind of. There's other sort of pop culturey things to talk about, and other notes oh, to talk oh. about. My heart, huh? Those were the only things I wanted to make sure I mentioned. The you know the new the guest next week and the Jared Fan Award. So mm-hmm. that's all I had. Okay. Well, uh, but we've already talked about a, a bunch of these things. But uh, um, and you mentioned the Marconi pages, uh, uh, and we said that's their version of Wikipedia. But they think it's named after I can't pronounce this man's uh, first name. It, his last name is Marconi. First name. Guglielmo, and he was the inventor of radio. Diarmo, I, pl- I believe. Sorry? Diarmo, I think. It's G-U-G-L-I-E-L-M-O. Is it a misspelling? No? It's no, just an unusual first name. I think it's actually pronounced Guglielmo. Marconi. Okay. I know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marconi <laughs> invented radio. <laughs> So so that was pretty fun. And then Cass uh, transported Sam and Dean to white Russia. And I thought, remember thinking he transported them to a drink, <laughs> which was where my mind was. But uh, it's, uh, it's an old term for Belarus and maybe a hint that the Russian Revolution of 1917 uh, didn't happen. So that's, uh, that's an interesting note about that. Um Oh, uh, other Titanic things that have been referenced before in Supernatural was Heaven and Hell, and Dean and Anna have sex in the backseat of the Impala, and her hand runs down the window, steamy window, that Kate Winslet's characters did that when she and um, uh, Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio's character had sex in the carriage, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's. That's another thing. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, Butterfly Effect, which was, besides being an actual thing, is also a movie with Ashton Kutcher in it. And I thought that was very funny how, how Dean says, you know, to Sam, uh, dude, you know, rule number one, no, no Kutcher <laughs> references. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't, there's like three of those. I don't remember if it's the second one or the third Butterfly Effect movie, um, Rachel Miner is in it, who, you know, oh. played big recently. You know, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, everybody's related somehow. 
Um, oh, uh, the first of Faith's victims is nearly killed by falling on a pair of gardening shears. This could be a reference to at- Atropos. Is that how we would pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Atropos have horrible shears, which used to cut the metaphorical threads of life in mythology. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Dean said that. Oh, her name's Katie Walder. I'm sorry, I was calling her Katie Waldron. Um, Dean says, you know, wet nose, severed head, because Sam says Russo, the Russo's the, the lawyer family, were from an area in Italy called Calabria, which is very interesting because my grandparents came from Calabria, Italy. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is cool to hear Jared, uh, Sam say it, Jared say it. And it says it's an area that has a mafia-like organization known as the Gianetta. So... That's interesting. It was interesting to me. And then, of course, he mentions the Godfather and the severed head. He doesn't mention the Godfather. He mentions the severed head in the bed, which is a scene from the movie The Godfather. Um, if these people are the Waltons, then why the hell are they dying? Oh, because uh, uh, Sam was researching all the people, and he says, you know, they're just three generations of good neighbors, I think he said. And that's when Dean says, well, if they're the Waltons, why are they dying? He's talking about the TV show. That came from the book um, about the Waltons, about the lovely, big, good, kind family. Um, not to interrupt you, not to interrupt you for a second, but I just happened to pause it on the scene where she's cross, where Fate is crossing out the name, uh, you know, where she just killed the woman in the forest office, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at the names, which they're very hard to read because it's written in the old style. Cursive writing, mm-hmm. but again, mm-hmm. you know they they're using names of crew people. You can tell because I see the name Matt Titchener, which I've seen his name in the credits. Um, Robert Ulrich, I see some names I you know I don't recognize. Um, Alec Newman, Ray Wong, Peter Hunter, Dan Carlson. <laughs> but I think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is really cool. Um, anything else? We, we've talked about um, next week's episode a little bit. It's Western, which uh, we've just been dying to see. I think in that same interview, I think it was Bob Singer who said there's a couple things they've almost always had an idea to do, just trying to figure out how to work it in. And Western is one of them, and apparently a musical is another one. (laughs) I think it it may have been in that interview, or there were two that came out yesterday with Mm -hmm. Bob Singer. One of them he mentioned that they almost tried to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan for this episode last night. And I was like, whoa, you know, because he's been filming in Vancouver a movie, you know, The Dibbit Box. So it would have been awesome if you could have just got him over for a day just to film a few scenes, you know. I was like, wow, that would have mm-hmm. been amazing. But, you know, as much as I love Bobby and Alan, as much as I love John, I don't know if I would trade Bobby and Alan for John. And that's a huge thing, you know. <laughs> I love Bobby and Alan that much. Yeah, they they were awesome. They were really, really awesome. Um 
Yeah, that would have been. I think if you get if you get Jeffrey Dean Morgan back, and he's got the time. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't have that much time, you do what you can. But he's got a little bit of time. It's it's like that's a whole new ball game for an episode, you know, because you don't want to waste him. You know, he's got to be right. an important part of that episode. So I think it would have been a very different episode if he'd managed to come back. And I, that you know, but we'll we'll never know. But that would have been very interesting. Um, yeah, can you believe we're, we've got six more episodes to go? I know. And, after, and with the last night being, you know, they're running two episodes, of, you know, on the same night, the last two, it's you mm-hmm. know, it's, it feels even less, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so it'll start at 8 o'clock. Well, for us, Eastern Time, eight o'clock to mm-hmm. ten. Um, I I can't believe I won't be home to watch it. Well, <laughs> I'm I know. traveling. I know I'm going to be traveling. I will not see the last three episodes of Supernatural until I get home. Yeah, Ugh. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to spoil myself to death somehow, or just just say unscreening anything. Anybody tries to tell me what happens, but um, yeah, I can't believe that. Sorry. And with you saying that, you know, that means the podcast is going to be late for those episodes. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, uh, last year's finale, we were a little bit after, which is it was it was. we were so distraught after Swan Song, it was impossible <laughs> to do a podcast right after. You know, it would have been two hours of us crying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I, I, boy, I don't know if this year is going to be anything like that. But um, that was such a powerful, powerful episode. Um, I hope the season uh, finale is like that for sure. Got power. Um Okay, now we're just kind of chatting. Anything else? Anything we didn't mention? Uh, just uh, once again, big week next week, two podcasts in a row, Friday night and Saturday night. Special guests both nights. Uh, Guy B, first night. Ivan Hayden, the next night. Um, Guy directed Frontierland. Going to have plenty to talk about. And Ivan Hayden for uh, visual effects uh, supervisor and the new web series, Divine. Divine the series. Yep. You can find it on Facebook. It looks really okay. cool. Mm. I'm sure it will be with, with that crew working on it. Um, should we call it a night for my heart will go on? I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Um, anything else? We talked about Bobby and Ellen Fate. Oh, I, I know there was uh, one little thing. Um, the fact that fate was so so mad at Sam and Dean, and it's not surprising because it's also something that Death had talked about. They're forever changing fate and and the future and what's going on and dying and then coming back when they're not supposed to. So that was a, another part of this episode. It's something Sam and Dean have always done, you know, change things, and mm-hmm. it's no wonder fate was pretty angry at them. <laughs> but it, right. It, it just, it just reminded me of, of Death's whole 
speech to Dean about, you know, you know, it's not so easy to do this, and you guys, you guys have been messing with the universal order for quite a long time. So she, uh, do you think she and uh, fate and death would ever get together and go after Sam and Dean? <laughs> They'd be in big trouble. I think after that. Um, okay, I think that's. I think that's it. Uh, Beck, shall we, shall we sign off for this evening? Thank everybody for calling and listening and uh, passing the word, and uh, we'll see you on Friday night. Sounds good. You don't want to miss okay. Friday night. Guy B. No, Guy B, the Guy B, Guy Norman B. Um, be there. Thanks, Over guys. Okay, bye, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.